What's up? What's up? We're back with another edition of the Leo G Show. I am Leo G, and I'm here, man. And we're gonna crank this thing up, man. Podcasting is what I do, man. And uh, we're just gonna jump into the show tonight, man. Um, as always, like I said, recurring theme tonight. Well, tonight is just the man with the plan over here, man. I got my man, the, the dude that want all the Atlanta teams to do what they do. It's my man, Mr. Antoine Banks. What's going on, Banks? What up, Leo G? How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. We're missing. We're missing uh, one of one of the members uh, of the crew tonight, man. Uh, my man Derek. Oh, man, shout out to him. Uh, Banks. He, he's on his way f- to a magical weekend. Um, we weren't invited. Apparently, you know, he. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna put his business out in the street. But uh, shout out to him, man. He's he's gonna have a a great and wonderful weekend, man. This, so we're recording this right now on the cusp of Memorial Day weekend. It's a lot to talk about here in Atlanta sports. Uh, so it's just me and you tonight, man. We're going to let it rip. We're going to talk about what's been going on in these ATL sports streets. You ready for it tonight? Let's do it. All right. That's what's up, man. So look, man, we've been we've made it a tra- uh, tradition now to talk about, you know, what we got on because we got the YouTube channel up. So people are watching us over there on YouTube, man, and also listening to the audio podcast. Shout out to everybody that's been listening and supporting because there's a lot of content out there, man. So the people that have been faithfully listening and watching us, man, I do want to thank you all for doing that, man. So Banks. Starting off with you first, man. You got an iconic T-shirt on tonight, man. Tell everybody what you got on. Well, this is to pay homage of the, the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs. Uh, I wanted to take it retro and rep the Omni. Pulling up the Omni. Shout out to Mr. Jamal Price from New Pack City for the shirt hookup, brother. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, but, yeah, this is, you know, some good times in the Omni. You know, the Hawks. Back in the orange and yellow seats, brother, it's nothing like it. Some good times growing up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Omni was, man, that was some fun memories in the Omni, man, a lot of stuff. So, like, we're not old school. Apparently, before the Omni, there was the um, Municipal Auditorium here in Atlanta. I know I hear, like, a lot of old school heads that are that are older than us talk about the Municipal Auditorium, a lot of wrestling, a lot of sporting events that actually happened there as well. But the Omni was the first place that I actually got to see a lot of sporting events, man, a lot of history there at the Omni. Of course, the Hawks. Of course, we've talked about the Thrashers. we talked about the Atlanta Knights. We've talked about the Atlanta Fire Ants, Circus, um, Globetrotters, you name it. Oh, and of course, how could I forget the most iconic thing that actually – uh, the Omni hosted was the Olympics. 96 Olympics hosted a lot of events there, man. So the Omni was a very iconic uh, building here um, in Atlanta for sports and uh, various other inter- concerts. Concerts. I saw some concerts there as well. Uh, Michael Jackson performed there. 
uh, Prince, to name a few. Just a, just a very iconic Atlanta spot. Banks, is there, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but is there any moment in the Omni that you can actually remember um, that that you can say, yeah, you know, this was this was this was uh, an iconic event for me at the Omni. Well, it's not a positive moment, but um, it was the Dominique Wilkins retirement. Um, his retiring his number. Um, I re- I recall it like it was yesterday. Um, it they raised his his jersey to the Raptors, and Stan Caston came up to say and speak, and it was just a rain of boos. And they booed that man off the court, and rightfully so. I don't know if it was was it Stan Caston or Pete Bab, Bab, Babcock. Well, Babcock. I think it was, Bab, it was Babcock. I think it was Babcock. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was Pete Babcock. It was it was one of them. All I remember was the rain of boos, and it was I, it was just nonstop, and it was it was kind of a eh, you know that puts them in Dominique's night, but you know it Atlanta fans let them have it, bro. I'll never forget it. Yeah, man. My, one, so one of the biggest um, and most iconic moments for me in um, in in the Omni was actually just uh, I think I went to a playoff game in the Omni watching. Uh, this was back like in the eighties, uh, Boston and Atlanta. A lot of people don't know this, but back when Boston was very very good, um, Atlanta was a team that they had to go through to make it through the Eastern Conference Finals, and there were a lot of Great matchups and great games in the Omni with the Hawks and the Boston Celtics. And I was able to go to one of those uh, playoff games. You know, this was back when, uh, of course, the Hawks, you know, we talk about Dominique Wilkins. We talk about before there was Doc Rivers, coach of the Clippers and coach of who was he coached for now? Doc Rivers is with the Philly. He, he, he coached. <laughs> no, I think. Does it feel somebody? I don't it's, know, man. Yeah. Doc Rivers Clippers is one of them. Somebody. Well, anyway, long story short, Doc Rivers played. He was a, a, a Atlanta Atlanta Hawk. Um, also, uh, we had a guy here by the name of Tree Rollins, uh, Kevin Willis, also uh, Spud Webb. Spud Webb, another iconic name. John Concat, one of Banks' favorite players for the Atlanta Hawks. John Concat, and of course, I'd be remiss if I wouldn't talk about um, Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, probably one one of the most. I would say, would you say Dominique Wilkins is the most iconic Atlanta Hawk? Because there was another Hawk here before Dominique that was pretty iconic in, uh, in uh, was it Pistol Pete, I think. I will say that Dominique was more iconic in our era, you know, growing up. Um, that's a good word. As I watched basketball growing up, it was neat, you know, to him and highlight. So I can't. I can say it was, you know, Pistol Pete, you know, but, you know, that was before my time and yours. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean. I mean, but, I mean, truly, truly, you know, and we'll get into talking about the Hawks here later um, into the show here. So we got a lot to talk about tonight, but um, we haven't had a bunch of like real star power, star power, superstar players here for this franchise. And that, maybe that's another, I mean, I don't know if we can get into that tonight, We'll have to maybe we'll glance over it, I guess. But the first name that comes to mind when you talk about iconic players for the Hawks is, is Dominique, um, you know, for for what he did, you know, as a player. And, then, you know, winning the slam dunk contest against Michael Jordan, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, one of the greatest NBA players of all time. One of the only people that beat him actually in the slam dunk contest is Dominique Wilkins. 
Um, and also you talk about Spud Webb as well. Spud Webb was like five seven and like won a dunk contest. So those are like two iconic um uh Atlanta Hawks back in into the old uh I call it the catch up and mustard days with the Pac-Man. And they and they tried to bring all that back and relive it, but we'll get into the Hawks here in just a minute. So oh, and my outfit tonight, I got lazy, is inspired by, of course, Atlanta United. Um, I have the uh forged and gold kit on. Y'all can see it. You know, I'm not going to stand up or anything like that. I might fall over. And then I, I, I'm representing a little bit for the Hawks um, because they are in the playoffs, man. So I kind of matched that up pretty, pretty good. So, Banks, we're going to move right on into the show, man, and get into the outline because there's a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to digest about what happened this week. Um, So we're just going to jump right into it, man. We're just going to jump right into it. The big talk of Atlanta this week uh, is – the Falcons stole stole the show, stole the headline with um, Julio Jones. Julio Jones um, was called by Shannon Sharp on Undisputed with Shannon and Skip earlier this week. Uh, we don't really know the basis of the phone call and how it happened. We know Shannon Sharp called Julio to discuss. I didn't watch the actual whole episode, but we all got clips. As soon as it happened, and I, Banks, I know you did. My phone blew up. Everybody started sending out texts and tweets and social media went afire when Julio got called by Shannon Sharp to discuss his future in the in the league. And the first thing they discussed was Julio Jones' future with the Falcons. And I quote, Julio Jones is saying when Shannon Sharp asked him how was he or where he stood with Atlanta, he said, I'm out of there. So as of right now, we know that Julio Jones Basically, is no longer a Falcon. Ten years, drafted by the Falcons in 2011. Uh, if you didn't know, we traded up to get him. Hell of a wide receiver. One of the, the best wide receiver this organization has ever had here in Atlanta. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, is no longer, will no longer be an Atlanta Falcon. So, Banks, first of all, let's talk a little bit about how this all took place and how this all transpired. Because there have been some rumors here in Atlanta that he he wasn't going to be a part of this organization moving forward. But they had been keeping it really, really hush-hush. This is the first time that we publicly heard anybody, whether it be Julio or the Falcons, say what the plans were moving forward with Julio. So how do you feel about how this all kind of transpired? We couldn't have one weekend of greatness, could we? We had the Hawks winning. We had the Braves winning. Everyone feeling good on Monday, and bam, undisputed Julio Jones, and everyone's feeling all that. Listen, we all knew that Julio was leaving, you know, with the cap situation going on with the Falcons. It was not a shock. Well, it wasn't a shock to me that he was on on the way out. It was a possibility, you know, people was like, yeah, you could possibly give him uh, more of his, you know, guaranteed money, whatever, or restructure Grady Jarrett or, you know, anything to keep Julio. But listen, you know, that I don't think they want to keep him. That's just my opinion. I don't think the, this new regime wants to keep um, stretching that contract out, you know, on the aging receiver. Now, it's fun. It's funny, it's funny you should say that, not to cut you off a little bit, man. It's funny you should say that. Is Do you think Julio leaving is more of a business decision? Because, I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. And we'll, we'll discuss some other things here in just a moment. He's a phenomenal talent. 
Do you really think this regime coming in, because we kind of discussed this a little bit, you know, new regime with Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot coming in, you always assess what you already have in the situation. But at the same time, this is something moving forward. And anytime you have a regime change, everybody wants to bring in the personnel that's going to fit what they're trying to do for their situation. Obviously, Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn are gone. So now Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot are trying to figure out and, 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 and fill out guys that are going to be good fits for what they want to do long term. From a business perspective, like you just said, money-wise, is this strictly a money situation or do you feel like they just, Julio didn't fit into what they wanted to do long-term? And what I mean by long-term, because Julio still has a little tread left on the tires, you know, three, four, maybe, you know, he's, he's on the other side of 30 now, but he can still possibly play very well in this league for another three to four years. So is this a business decision, Banks, or is this, we, we we just don't see him fitting in our plans. This is totally a business move, okay? I don't know any regime that's gonna come in and say Julio Jones don't fit. I mean, he's a he's a Hall of Fame talent. I mean, let's just keep that real for, for just for a second. You know, Julio Jones is the best in the game. It's a business decision. You know what I'm saying? We are in cap. Hell, I'm talking about we can't even pay to wake up the next day. I mean, we have no money at all. So we have to pay this new draft class. We can't even pay two of them. That's sad. I've never seen this franchise in such cap misery before like this, to this extent. So, I mean, for me, Leo, man, I I look at it like this. It's logo first before the player, okay? I mean, I'm going to miss Julio. But I'm a Falcon fans first. You know, I can't – I'm not about the player, you know, player first, blah, 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 blah. It's Falcons first, whoever wears that jersey. You know what I'm saying? So if he goes on, I wish him well, wherever he goes, as long as it ain't Tampa or New Orleans. But well, – <laughs> or, or Carolina. Or Carolina. Or Carolina you, know, you know, whoever picks him up, I wish him well, you know, and continue on your, your career. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully you get what you're looking for. Um, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. You're going to have a your name raised in the Falcons Ring of Honor. That's no doubt. But, you know, it's, I think a lot of people are just too emotionally attached and they're in their feelings. Just don't get attached to the name. Get attached to the logo. Okay. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. So one of the funny things, so I will say this much, man. For 10 years, man, Julio Jones has been, in my opinion, a consummate professional here in this city we didn't hear a lot about julio making excuses he was he wasn't a media guy he didn't he didn't stay in the media the only thing we saw you know julio do was hang out with migos i mean who wouldn't who wouldn't want to hang out with the migos though right i mean they're an iconic rap group here in atlanta but you know and for what it's worth man you know you go back to that painful super bowl here you know a couple of years ago like julio arguably made the catch of his life um in that super bowl man that probably you know, there are a lot of factors that happen, a lot of things that happen. And I, we're not going to relive this, and I'm not going to open up that wound. But, Banks, had that we won that Super Bowl, I think that would be a statue in front of Mercedes-Benz right now of that catch that he made against the Patriots, man, on that drive uh, that could have arguably put us up for good in that Super Bowl. But not not to get too far off track, man. Um, Shannon Sharp, 
Shannon Sharp, who is considered like an OG or unk amongst a lot of NFL players today, um, not just wide receivers, but all of the guys, young guys in the league. You know, Shannon Sharp is 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 um, you know, he he, he was a great football player. I, I don't know if he's Hall of Fame or not. I can't remember. But long story short, Shannon Sharp with undisputed, he's ain't earned the trust of a lot of these young players. So what I want to bring to the table is now, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. I want to get your feelings. Um, He called Julio live on the air. Live on the air doing the show, uh, you know, as they they ran it. I don't know what built up to the actual him calling Julio because I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch the show. Um, I would would sleep. I ain't going to lie. I would sleep. But, you know, he called Julio live on air. Julio said that he's out of Atlanta and they kind of talked about where he could end up or where he could land. And I don't know the whole gist of the conversation, but I felt like in a way it was kind of wrong of Shannon Sharp to do that. So we're never going to probably get the truth as to if Julio actually knew he was live on air. But for Shannon Sharp to actually call him and put him on the spot as far as what was going on from a transaction standpoint with him and Atlanta Falcons, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like Shannon Sharp was wrong? Because I know Shannon Sharp, you know, he's a former player. He's in the media now. He's looking for a story. Um, But I feel Shannon Sharp was wrong for putting Julio on the spot like that. And if it wasn't disclosed to Julio that he was live on air, you know, I just feel like it was wrong. But like I said, we'll never know from a perspective of, you know, did he know whatever the case may be? How did you just feel about how that all transpired? Again, I don't know the full story of if Julio knew or not. Because, you know, you got some people who was like, well, Julio, he had to know. You know, that's that was just a publicity stunt just to get the Falcons to move their feet faster. Or, you know, you look at the other side of it, well, you know, it was Shannon Sharp. You know, he's so, you know, he wrong for putting him on a spot like that. And either way it go, Leo, I mean, it wasn't a good look. You know what I'm saying? Shannon Sharp put not just Julio on the spot. He put the franchise, the Falcons on the spot, man. It's like you don't talk about something that's, that's done, you know, with our in our quarters. Yeah, he he you know kind of aired it's, out, it's, air, air, aired out. That's dirty none. Of, that's none of your business. What we're doing yeah. with our player, you know, what I'm saying you are just a journalist. You just want to be the first to report it. Now, if that's the case, you violated so many codes, so many NFL brotherhood codes, whatever you want to call it. You put the man out there like that, and he said what he said, and you ran with it. Now. Now, I had my feelings when I first heard it. I felt like Julio did know. But, I mean, it's neither here or there. At the end of the day, Leo, he said it. That's how he feels. So, it's not who knew first, who did it first. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's done. It's said. Now, will we go from here? Now, that's why I'm looking at it like, you know, they're going to deal with Shannon Sharp the way they're going to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? All this, you know, Falcons may want a public apology. Bull crap. What's that? What's that going to do? I mean, we. I mean, who cares? I mean, that's that's. He did what he did. Okay, boohoo. So, what do you do from here? That's what I'm concerned about. You know, is that's the, the 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 the. I'm more of the effect of more than the cause. Yeah, I mean, I get it, man. You know, my thing is, it's like, 
how can I put this, man? I don't know if I was delusional to think that, you know, I felt Julio Jones was going to be that guy like a Larry Fitzgerald that was just going to ride his time out with one organization, you know, 13, 15 years and just be that guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I felt as though that's who Julio was, you know, you know, bring my lunchbox to work, blue collar guy. But, you know, maybe there are many layers to Julio that we don't know. I mean, he's been a very, very private guy since he's been in the league. We do know that. Very, very short with the media. Don't know a lot about him outside of just his, you know, professional life in the league, man. But I just, for some reason, I felt like, you know, Julio was going to be here 13, 14, 15 years. Um, The last regime did appease him and extended his contract, paid him a little extra money. You and I both had a conversation about this. Didn't feel like it was really necessary, um, but they did. Uh, they did do that. Um, so, uh, you know, with that being said, man, I guess Shannon Sharp did what he did. But as fans, how do we feel about the news being broke like that? And do we really feel like, you know, Julio owes it to the fans here of Atlanta? Because we supported him. For a long time, man. We spent a lot of money. We bought a lot of jerseys. We've we've lost voices cheering and yelling for him, man. I think as a as a professional, man, and being in this city for over a decade, man, do you feel as fans we're owed a better way? Or we owe something um by this guy moving on? I mean, I know this is strictly a business business decision. He already came out and said he's out. But just the way we found out as fans, man, do we do we do we deserve better? I think what it is, is just how it ended, you know what I'm saying? How Julio handled it. I mean, he I mean, he got on a phone call with another ex-NFL player and just said he is out of there and he wants to play for a winner. Now, yeah, I, I feel what you're saying, Leo. Yeah, we feel like we should have just been more professional about it as, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, maybe say some of the, some of the lines of, uh, I, I appreciate what this franchise done for me. And, you know, I love the fans, you know, blase, 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 you know what I'm saying? But I want to try different avenues of my career, you know, keeping it professional. I get it. But, you know, he just came out, just been very, very matter of fact with it and just say, I'm, I'm not, I'm out of there. You know what I'm saying? And I want to play for a winner, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of folks took it personal. It may seem like he called us a loser in so many words. I mean, Take it what you want it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like what he has done over the career while he was here, he was phenomenal. Could he did it better? Yes, he could. He he definitely could. So but, look, so look, so look, Banks. Let me ask you this. Let's get real gritty with it as fans. If he comes out after the fact and does this whole spiel to the fans, is it sincere? Or do you feel like what happened on Monday on Undisputed was was the real Julio? That was, was the real it, Julio. Hey, that was the real Julio. No, that was the okay. real Julio. That was the real Julio. He comes out with anything here on out. I don't think it is sincere. I mean, it would just be best, dude. Just leave. I mean, it's not. I hate to say it that way, dude. You know, I don't want it to get more muddier and uglier than it already is. Just get get what you want to get and get out of here, bro. I mean, it's. I know that's not how I wanted him to go, but that's how you, that's how, that's the avenue you taking, brother. I mean, 
you you talking to other people about uh, your people that are paying your salary. You got fans that look up to you, brother. I mean, you got people that want you to be the face of this franchise and will back you to the end. And you are basically saying, I don't care. I'm out. Okay, well, huh? be on your way, brother. Oh man, it's 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 crazy, man. I, you know, and and the more I talk about it, man, the more I kind of get into my feelings. Because let's, let's let's be real about it, Banks. We are fans, and we talk about it. You know, on on the podcast as we have these conversations, we talk about this as a fan perspective. And as fans, we do we have feelings about this. We do get attached, and like you said, Banks. Not just like you said, we, we, we're always going to hold our well for us. I can speak for us. We hold our allegiance to the team, but. When you have a player like Julio Jones that's been here for over a decade, man, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a hard pill to swallow to watch him and to understand and know that he's going to be out of here and to see how this all transpired, man. It's just a hard pill to swallow for me. And like you just said, it it, it is. It's, it's, it's really something that you just really couldn't fathom or really couldn't see uh, moving forward. So we're going to talk about this for a minute. So we know that Julio is out. He's gone. So let's talk about life without Julio for just a moment, right? The first thing I want to talk about to you, Banks, is where does Julio go and what do the Falcons get? So we know that he's gone. We know that he's going to be traded. There are rumors all about. If you don't know, you can go on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your social media of choice is, you can go on there and there are rumors rampant about what's going to happen. But one of the things that came up today, and Banks, you talked about this, was that there is apparently a team willing to deal a first-round pick for Julio Jones. Now, with that being said, I don't know what team that is. We know where Julio is. We've watched him for 10 years. We know what how he is. <laughs> I'm going to take my personal feeling on this bank is, man, if if somebody out there is willing to give a first round 2022 first round pick for Julio Jones, man, I don't know why they hadn't pulled the trigger yet and go ahead and taken that deal. I mean, we talked about this whole end of, end of the division situation. You can kind of get in your feelings as a fan about how that will work or how that will look in the division if you traded him within a division for a first round pick, but First round pick for Julio Jones, a 30 plus Julio Jones right now. Go send him. Where do you stand on that? Oh no, I'm I'm right with you. You know, if someone's willing to give you a first round, you take it and run, brother. Um, I'm really doubt that it will be anybody within the division giving us a first round pick for a quarterback. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, a wide receiver that's you know, past 30, you know what I'm saying, with past injury, history, whatever, but still effective, you know, his career. Who knows Julio better than our own teams in our division? They see him twice a year. So I will be kind of – I'll be kind of just assured that it ain't nothing about the division. Like, whoever it is, I can't tell you who it is, Leo, because it could be someone like L.A. Chargers for all we know. I mean, I I don't have. And, it, I have and it's no funny, clue. and it, and it's and it's funny that you said that because I mean, immediately once the information came out, there was a list of of course potential suitors for Julio Jones, you know, uh, and the Chargers were one of the teams that came up on the list. So, you know, the Chargers, I think the Titans, um, uh, 
the Patriots, San Francisco, they the Ravens, the yeah. Chiefs. A lot of teams, a lot of teams have come up. You know what I'm saying? As potential suitors. Well, but then you got to look at the teams in a situation or in a potential. Because here's the thing, and Banks, we'll kick this around for a minute here. If you're willing to give up a first round pick, and we know this because we're fans, but we kind of know the business of the NFL. If you're willing to give up a first round pick for Julio Jones, that tells me one thing. That means you're a piece away from winning a championship or you are there because teams that are still trying to get there don't give up building blocks. You don't give up a first round pick for a 30 year old receiver unless you know for a fact this is the person that's going to take us over the edge to put us in position to win a Lombardi, you know? Right. So who, what, and there are only a couple of teams that come to mind when you, when you think about it, right? There's only a couple of teams that come to mind. Well, you also got to put in the factor is that this is the reason why they haven't done it yet, Leo, because they'd be still on the hook for the contract. That's why they wait until after June 1st. So if they were to pull the trigger later, you know what I'm saying? Whoever wants that, throwing the first round pick it ain't but a handful of teams that can afford julio right now it ain't that many i mean they went down the list of, of teams that possibly can afford him it's probably three or four of them and i think we named them all already um you you have a dark horse in the arizona cardinals but i mean they they have uh, I'm not really. They they, did, no, they they just they just they the Arizona Cardinals just shored up and just right. paid a bunch of people right. out there. So and 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 the funny thing is, one of the things that Julio said was that he wants to win. He wants to go to a team. Right. Right? So we we know for a fact that hey, I'm I want to get traded. I want to leave because here's the thing. Another thing is too, Banks. It sounds like this was something mutual. I know Julio said. I, I listened to the soundbite. I could be mistaken on this. I want to say that Julio actually went to, you know, management and say, I want to be traded. I could be wrong on that. I don't want everybody to jump on me and say, no, that wasn't the case. But I want to say that Julio actually went to management and said, I want to be traded because I want I want to win. So now you look at it, and like you just said, Banks, from a financial standpoint, you're only a couple of teams that can afford the contract that he's on. And then you gotta look at it and say, are these teams in right there and ready to win right now? You see, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm just trying to, you know, I was in deep thought, also trying to figure out, you know, teams like the, you know, the Eagles for 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 a prime example because they can't afford him, but are they close to winning? Would the Falcons be that? Are they just looking at it? We just want to draft pick and we don't care where you go. Or is that they really trying to help Julio get to what he wants? Or they, I mean, if you really think about it in the long run, Leo, like you're basically going to help a team to win a Super Bowl. Get paid for a trophy. And, and, And you supposedly said that we're not rebuilding. That's the quote from Arthur Smith. So if you're trying, I mean, we know good and well that you're nowhere near one, but if you're trying to go there and, and go to the promised land, you're getting, you're basically giving someone a roadblock to block you. So I don't know, man. Well, it's, 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 well I guess if you, if you want to just break it down, 
if we want to talk about breaking it down, like if, if he's traded within the the conference, yes. If he's traded within the conference, because we all we, we talked about this a little bit off Airbanks, like I, I, I don't know, like a re, we, we, the Falcons are in a position where we have a new regime, but it's one of those unspo- who what team actually ever says that we're rebuilding. I don't know anybody that's going to ever publicly come out and say we're rebuilding. You got a new regime, got a new coach, a new GM, but and then this is a business and you have to win because you have to produce. Um, we can see it as fans and we understand and know when the rebuild is going on. And I think we both under the, we're both in agreement that, yeah, this is a rebuild, but there's never going to be this. Oh yeah, we're rebuilding. We're trying to, you know, do this for time. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And like you just said, Banks, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to kick him to somebody, like I say, especially within the conference. Because you still want to compete. You still want to do things as of right now because, you know, we know how the NFL is. But within the conference, like you said, Eagles, or let's just even say the San Francisco 49ers, if you give them to the San Francisco 49ers out west, like how does that impact you or how does that, you know, where, where do you stand on that? And I know it's a, it's a bunch of caveats. We can go a bunch of different places. But, Banks, I'll let you talk about that for a minute, and then we'll move on. It, it's it's going to suck, for one thing. I'm not going to lie to you, Leo. I really don't want to see this man in the NFC. Um, it's it's gonna, it's just going. It's not going to sit right with me, knowing that we got to defend this man, you know, prevent him from getting in the end zone. And heaven forbid if he ever comes back to it, Mercedes-Benz, with that new team, and he scores a touchdown. I mean, it's just it's just so much. It's just gonna it's gonna be too much for I think this fan base to tolerate. You know, you 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 had past players in this franchise that people feel that the Falcons did wrong, if you will. Um, oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you talk about Dion and Michael Vick and now Julio. You know, it's I'm not going to go there with the franchise and who's wrong and who's not. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. But I just don't want, you know, that 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 turmoil that, that's going to come with it, you know, and it's it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, he's going to be, you know, have a standing ovation, whatever, and rightfully so. But the actual game and the actual see him celebrate with his new team, it's just not going to sit right with me. I, I agree with you. So move forward. So we know Julio is out, man. We know he's going to be moving on to another team here. So I hate to be the dead horse to death, man. But Banks, I got to I gotta bring this up. I wish Derrico was here to discuss this and talk about this. But you know what I got to bring up? You know what I got to bring up? This fan base and how they feel about Julio Jones. And I got I got to talk about it. I got to talk about our current quarterback right now, Matt Ryan. We talked about this on previous episodes, and we talked about the fact that this could possibly happen. Now, we know for a fact that Matt Ryan is still going to be here for another year or two or three, and now Julio's gone. And a lot of people in this fan base felt like Julio Jones was not expendable. Julio Jones needed to be a Falcon for life. Julio Jones is, like you alluded to earlier, the face of this franchise. So now we have to deal with the fact that Matt Ryan is still here and Julio is going to be gone. How does this hit? I'm, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna let you talk a little bit here first, man. Like, 
we talked about this on the, on the last episode. Like I said, Derrico's not here. So now we're in this, now we know for a fact that Julio is gone. Where are these it's hard for me to even get into this conversation, but Julio is not gone. Matt is still here. Where is this fan base now without a Julio Jones and a Matt Ryan still here? Can you kind of just, I guess, lay out for everybody that's listening to this podcast how this fan base is actually going to be post Julio Jones and we still have <laughs> Matt Ryan, man? Extremely fickle, okay? I'm just testing the waters out there in different fan groups and, you know, going out to get my hair cut and going to work and, and, you know, just kind of feeling how everyone feel about the Julio Jones and why is he not here. And the first thing, I mean, absolutely the first thing I heard was he's leaving because Matt's still here. Uh, like, really? Like, you're le- you think that Julio's leaving because of Matt Ryan. I kid you not. So now that Julio's gone, Matt Ryan's still here. It's going to be a lot of people just being petty. They they already said they're not coming to the games. I mean, uh, Leo, you know what it is. As long as Matt Ryan is here, we're going to have fans that's just going to, you know, they don't, they don't give a damn about this franchise. You know, and I – the next quarterback, whoever that next quarterback is, man, he's going to have to woo this fan base. And unfortunately, man, I don't know who that quarterback is. Like, he could be still in college for all we know. He could be still in high school. But he's going to have to woo this fan base because this fan base needs flash. They need excitement. They, they don't care about, you know, what he's done on the field to help a team win. They wanted to see excitement and be on top 10 in sports center. So I I look at it like this, man, it is, this fan base is so unique compared to every fan base in the league. Okay. I mean, exactly for what it is, you know, you think about all the players we had that everybody gravitated towards prime time, you know, Michael Vick, you know, with excitement, Excitement. Let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this here, Banks. Do you feel as though not having a taste of a championship has kind of thrown off the priorities of a, like a lot of fans? And, and let me let me kind of dig into that a little deep because we you look at certain fan bases around the league and just in general when it comes to sports. And I just give the example of Boston. They demand and expect championships right nothing short nothing less you look at boston you look at the red sox you look at the patriots you look at the bruins you look at the celtics that city and that fan base demands excellence they demand championships here in atlanta do you think that our fan base just i don't like i want to use the word delusional man but do you think we we, we our priorities are just kind of out of whack like, cause I want I want championships. I don't care about top ten sports center highlights. I don't. I want a championship here, man. With the with with the Falcons, with the Hawks, with the Braves. Another one with Atlanta United. I mean, I want that's that's the the by the, the end of the day, the bottom line is championships, championships. 
So Banks is is are the priorities of the fans here in this city just just all them up? It really is, Leo. I mean, unfortunately, the 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 history of the sports in this city has been doom and gloom. Okay, only bright spot is United and Braves. Um. If the fans don't know how it feels to actually have a winner consistently, consistently. Only thing we really know as a fan base is having excitement coming out the tunnel, you know, doing something special, doing certain plays, you know, you know, you know, i.e. Dominique, i.e. Michael Vick, i.e. Deion Sanders, you know, somebody that's got to be that guy that just said he did that one play or Someone that they can rock behind because they they got a jersey or something like that. When it comes to excellence, and you, it's funny you should say Boston, but you can go further than that. You can go L.A., you can go New York, you can go teams that have multiple – hell, Chicago. You know, they know what the Bulls brought. You know what I'm saying? They weren't worried about, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, give me that, 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 that flash, whoever that – you know, Jordan come in, Jordan just did his thing. Jordan came in and won basketball games, you know, said, take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately for us not to feel that and experience that only thing we got closely, anything remotely close to anything that's exciting is huge plays or, you know, a, a Michael Vick run. I mean, that doesn't do nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah, it was exciting at that time. But at the end of the day, no one's going to remember that play in two weeks. No one. I mean, you, it, it, everyone knows what you did the following the previous week. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I feel you on the whole thing about the championship. The, the city is deprived of what greatness feels like. And unfortunately, yeah. we grasp it at everything and everything besides actually winning a championship. Like, we we need, we we de- we desperately need a championship by you know you know like I said Atlanta United they brought us a championship the, the Braves uh, God it's been so long. I hate to say it, there are kids legally able to drink now um, they have never seen uh, um, the Braves championship you know we we were able to see the Braves with the championship in '95 obviously that's a whole other conversation to talk about the Braves and where they stand right now at Liberty Media. We might have to do that and revisit that on another podcast, man. But it's a lot to digest, man, with Julio going. And it's it's crazy because, like, literally, man, this is a very, very big – people don't understand how big this is, man, with losing Julio and where we stand as a franchise and where we're going. You can argue and say – it's exciting and it's disappointing at the same time because obviously we're going forward as a franchise with a new regime with Terry Fine on Arthur Smith and building, and we're going to have to see where we end up on the other end of this regime. But at the same time, you know, there's an end. There's an end. We we all know we don't like endings, man, especially, you know, when you have somebody that's been so iconic and somebody that's been just – you know, that meant so much to this city, man. But I'm going to move forward. We'll talk about something else, Banks. I'm going to let you close this out. Go ahead. And just want to say something in case people who's watching this, anybody that had anything towards Julio, listen, Terry Fontenot is not a spy. He's not a mole. He doesn't work for the Saints, okay? He works for the Atlanta Falcons. He's not brought in here to sabotage the Falcons. People grow up. 
I mean, really, this, it's so <laughs> sad to even say that. I mean, you know? it's, I mean it's, it's silly to entertain. I mean, are you man? really serious yeah. right now? I mean, are we really talking about Terry Fontenot working for the Saints? Like, he really uprooted his family to come to Atlanta just to sabotage us. <laughs> this yeah, I mean, hard, we've dude. heard we've heard this base, and it's funny, man, because people like you know whether you saying it tongue in cheek or not, or whether you actually truly believe this, man. Terry Fontenot is here. Because he got a job to be a general manager in the NFL. Everybody can't do that, man. This guy came here and he was hired here to be a general manager. This whole <laughs> get out of your feelings. All I can say is get out of your feelings, man. You know, whether Terry was here or we got somebody from some other team, man, get out of your feelings. This whole Julio thing and trying to sabotage the Falcons, like you just said, Banks, man, that's, that's preposterous. Preposterous, man. He's not. Terry is, is trying to put this franchise in a position to win. Unfortunately, man, when you come into organizations with everything that we had going on with the salary cap issues and just with a bunch of other constraints, man, you got to do what you got to do. And I'm not hating that, bro. Man, I feel, you know, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Banks, I don't know about you. I wouldn't want to be in Terry Fontenot's shoes right now because he knows that trading away somebody like Julio Jones is going to really, really sting and punch this fan base in the gut. He knows that. Ain't nobody stupid. It's all business, but they know the ramifications of getting rid of somebody like a Julio Jones in this city. They know that. They know that, man. These people aren't stupid. But like you said, man, to your point, to think that this guy is still <laughs> working for the Aints, you know, trying to sabotage. Man, come on, man. Get, get out of here, man. Get out of here. Really, real talk. So, look, man, we're going to move on, man. It's this Julio Jones thing. We're going to have to come back after the fact and see what happens, where he goes, where he lands. I wish him all the best, man. One of, like you, like we just said, one of the greatest Falcons that ever laced them up. But we're going to move on, man, in the show, and we're going to go ahead and talk about some playoff basketball, man, because guess what? The Hawks are in the playoffs, Banks. And how exciting is it so far? To go through from <laughs> a, game one and game two and have I'm gonna need you to wake up. And I'm gonna need you to wake up. I'm gonna be excited about this. I'm gonna wait. Come on, I'm let's excited. go. We're gonna be excited about I, this. Okay. I, listen, I had a couple of drinks now. You got to give me some. <laughs> All right, I'm good. I know that I know that Julio Jones segment just pulled a lot no, out of you, man. Mostly, man. <laughs> no, I really had I had about three of these already. So I mean I'll, I'll... <laughs> Okay, so I gotta slow it down. Let's do it. Okay, so let's talk about it. Atlanta Hawks, man. We're gonna do it. Atlanta Hawks, y'all see it. Um, they're in the playoffs. The Hawks made the playoffs. We talked about this on other podcasts and, and where they were going to fare and how they were going to do. So it ended up being the number five seed. And shout out to Nate McMillan for getting us there to the number five seed and not having to actually play that whole stupid play-in play game or whatever the case. We there. We here. So now as we speak, as we record this podcast, man, we're in the series with the New York Knicks. We're two games in, and right now it's one to one. Uh, two first two games in New York, Hawks got one in New York, which I think was something that we talked about that they needed to do, and they did. First thing I want to talk about right now, first thing I want to talk about about this playoff series is, and the very first game is Trey Young, Banks. Oh man. We talked about Trey Young. We talked about how he would handle playoff basketball. We talked about him. Do we really put a lot on him, man, because of just, you know, the expectations out of this young man? 
But this dude did not disappoint in his early career, in his young career, his first playoff appearance. This guy was ice in pulling out the very first game uh, in the playoffs in this series against the Knicks. We got to win, and we'll talk about the second game here in just a moment, man. But we put a lot of expectations on that. Banks, I know we, we, we don't like to use the word expectations. We don't. Between you and I, we don't like to use the word expectations. Everybody else does, but Trey was expected to step up in a major way in the playoffs, and he truly did. How do you feel about Trey, man, in this first playoff game as Atlanta Hawks? Bravo, bravo, bravo. Let me tell you something. I had my doubts. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I, I had a, um, a reservation about him being clutch, you know, in the regular season, not being consistent because, you know, for one thing, a lot of people labeled him as a superstar, mainly locals in the city. You know, I always argued with people and said no, because the league didn't recognize him as one. Case in point, he wasn't even invited to the All-Star game in his own city. You know, and I thought that was just just blasphemy. Are you kidding me? His own city? He can't even even be a reserve? So that's what I I seen the league seeing him as. Okay, in his playoffs, whole nother story, man. He stepped up. He came in, put the team on his back. He embracing this villain role that New York has given him, and I'm here for it. You know, he is, you know, they call him bald. They say he's afraid of birds. You know, they say if you trade, I mean, as a unison, as a as a fan base, you know, and so, he played so, through so, it. So, let, so, so let's talk about this for a minute. Let's, do, let's take a side note, Banks, to talk about this for a minute, man, because we're here in Atlanta. We're Atlanta fans. No. Let's talk about this. I want to take a side note, and we'll go back to the Hawks playoffs here, man. New York fans get passes. They get a pass for being obnoxious, for being jerks, for be- I'm gonna say it for being assholes. They do whatever they they do whatever they can and do whatever they do to try to I don't know. They try to make the garden an intimidating place, and yes. Trey has embraced being, like you just said, villain or whatever the case may be. But here's the thing. Why is it that New York fans get a pass for being obnoxious? See, New York fans are called passionate when they do those things, right? Philly, Boston, they're passionate when they, and we'll talk about an incident that happened in in game two in just a moment. But Banks, can you tell me why is it that those fans get a pass for doing stupid stuff and being just asshole? Back, back, just asshole. Let's be real about it. They be, be assholes and be dicks about stuff that they shouldn't do. But in the media, they're labeled as passionate. But if if we were to do that here in Atlanta, in the South, where hospitality is king, then we looked at as being crazy. Why do they get treated differently than we do here? It's because the high media market, they're going to coddle these cities. They're going to, they're going to protect their, their interest. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Leo. You're talking about New York. You're talking about Philadelphia. You're talking about Boston. You're talking about uh, 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 Chicago. I mean, well, maybe not Chicago, but maybe in a sense. But anybody in that northern east northeastern hemisphere, you know, they got this little thing where they do what the hell they want to do. They cuss you out. They they 
they make these chants of of you know obscene words, you know what I'm saying, and no one bats an eye, you know. I guarantee you, like you just said, come game three on Friday, let us say Elf uh Derrick Rose as a unison, and we're not it'll be frowned upon. I guarantee you that. They will find a Absolutely. reason why Absolutely. we should Absolutely. never ever say that. You know, and it's not you know, it, it's not fair, but at the same time, I know we wouldn't do it because that's not our makeup. You know, you got a fan base up there that that freaking spits on players. I mean... Oh, my God. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about it. Let's get into it, man. I was going to save it for a minute, but so, yeah, there was a pl- there was a guy that actually attempted to spit Hakalui on Trey Young. Yeah, so Trey Young is an athlete. He's doing his thing. He's out there balling. I mean... Like you just said, you want to make the garden an intimidating place. Oh, yeah. The Knicks, you know, I'm going to say it, suck. The Knicks suck ass. You got a championship, an NBA championship that, I, you know, was 15 years before I was, 10 years before I was born. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out, whatever. But, you know, you're New York fans, you're Knicks fans, you're back in the playoffs, Spike Lee's down there, whatever the case may be. Yeah, the fan actually spit, tried to spit. On tra- whether he spit on them or whether he tried, whatever the case may be, it's still preposterous. It's crazy. And, you know, I don't know how many fans this is going to, how many fans this is going to reach, how many people are going to listen to this or say this, man. I'm going to say this here. There's nothing passionate about that. Okay? There's nothing passionate. L- hear me out. There's nothing passionate about spitting or trying to spit on another player of an opposing team. Yelling, hollering, screaming, passion, spitting, cursing, calling people out of their name. That's nothing passionate about that. Okay. The dude needs the dude need his ass whooped. I mean, just straight up. He needs his ass whooped. You know, I I I I can't can you just go to a basketball game and pay for those high price tickets and decide, I think I'm gonna spit on this guy. Really? That's that's how you feel. This is what you got to bed for, how you feel you're a Knicks fan. And out of all the the days you've been a Knicks fan, the moment right here in this playoff game, the same team that you beat three games to none in the regular season, now I'm going to have to spit on this guy. Why? Yeah, and, like, dude, and, what and, the and, hell is wrong and, with you? And literally, and literally have people actually make the excuse to say, they're all, this is a passionate fan base. They're emotional. And this is why this happened. Man, this My is, this is My Exactly. I'm, I, I say, I don't like to cuss on this show, but I'm going to say it. It's, it's bullshit. And as fans, if you do something like that, if something, you deserve everything that comes to you if you do something like that, man. I was listening to Sports Talk Radio here in Atlanta. Shout out Dukes and Bell. You know, if players decide they want to take it amongst themselves and have a little street justice, man, I don't blame them. I understand they're professionals and they need to act accordingly, man. But for somebody to spit on you, like that takes it to a whole nother level, man. So there's nothing, like I said, I'm going to keep pushing it. There's nothing passionate about trying to spit on a opponent. I don't care what he says, what he does. I don't care if he, he drops 70 on you. There's no room 
for you as a human being to actually spit on somebody else. Period. There's no no toleration for that, man. That's not passion. That's stupid. That's idiotic. I have no respect for you. I have no respect. As a matter of fact, that stupid individual just took on the whole embodiment of the New York fan base in my mind now. So now he's just showed me how idiotic and how stupid the whole damn New York Knicks fan base is for doing what he did. You know what I'm saying? Just crazy, man. Crazy. At the end of the day, though, are you surprised, though? Like, did that really come to you? I'm not. I'm not. And that's the the crazy part. I'm not. I'm not. I want to give New York fans a little bit of, you know, I want to get them a little bit of credit saying, okay, yeah, Pat, it's just, it it crosses a line, man. It's just, God, man, you know. You know what? The the thing is, they're going to be, New York is going to New York, okay? They made it to the point now it's a heated rivalry at this point. At this juncture of game three approaching, this shit is personal. Excuse my French. It's personal. Oh, no. You don't, it, 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 yeah, it is you, personal. You have I mean, it's personal. a player in Trey Young who did nothing to you. The only thing he did was did his job. First two games, he dropped 30-some points. Well, he, threw, he, he dropped 30-something in game two. I think it's 26 or 27 in game one. He did his job through after all of that. He still did what he had to do. You got a mayor, a freaking mayor who's calling this man. They jumped out there and called him out. Listen, I mean, hey, it dude, is what it is. Listen, if, 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 if it is what it is, with you, bro. It's nothing if it is to what do it with is, Banks. Let's I, and, and, and when 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 black when he did that, I was like, you know what, game on. Let's do this. I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, if you need some motivation. If it's if 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 you if New York fans are starving that much to try to move past a playoff uh, uh, around, if you want to do and pull out all those tactics, man, you know what? Game on, Hawks! And I'm gonna tell y'all this right now, as we record this episode, like you just said, Banks, man. Friday night here in Atlanta and Phillips Arena, we're not gonna spit on people. We're not gonna resort to yelling profanities. But guess what? We're gonna show up. And we're gonna show out. That's the okay? problem that there, that's the national media feel that that but, we're but here, hey, outnumbered but look, by but look, fans. No, oh hell no, hell we no. We all know we are going to show up and we are going to show out on this game three. We're gonna show up and we're gonna show out. Atlanta fans are gonna be there and we're going to support this team. They yeah, ask there's Boston. a lot of transplant. They there's a lot Boston. of trans there's a lot of transplant ass New York people here that are gonna spend Goo gobs of money to go see their beloved Knicks. But I'm going to tell you what. I know this for a fact, and you know this for a fact, Banks, that Atlanta is going to show up and show out for our Hawks game three of this series, man. And if you want to, like I said, we're going to be there. And this is the A. This ain't New York. This ain't the Garden. This ain't Bronx Sun. No, this is the A. This is the A. We're going to come here. We're going to support this damn team. We're going to be passionate. So don't bring that BS here to Phillips Arena. Don't bring that BS here to the A, man. We're going to be here. We're going to be strong and support our Hawks for the next two games, man. And hopefully the Hawks will go ahead and jump on this series, man, and do what we need to do. First of all, if you don't know, you better ask Boston. They found out who we were about. One thing I know about Atlanta sports fans is that, yeah, we, we seem kind of lax a days ago at times. But one thing you're not going to do is disrespect us in our city. And the moment you call us out, this is when you we're we're at our worst. 
We, when I mean our worst, is I mean worst as in a good way. You know, we come out and we we back our teams. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, it's a shame that we be called out for us to to show up, but that's what we are. Now, I've seen a lot on national media, on social media about New York. You know, bad mouth in our city. You know, and it's so ironic that if we such a bad and rundown city, you you're, you're constantly moving down here. You con- you're people constantly, constantly run, coming out down here to live. Stay, so stay out, if, stay if stay you're out, such a better, if, you're st- if you're if you're better city than Atlanta, stay up there. You Why don't are have there to so come many here. New York transplants Why here in this here? city. And I, I want to hear this, this mess about oh well, you know, cost of living. No, I got a better job. That. This no, 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 no. It's other <laughs> places. It's cost of living is better than Atlanta. I.e., go to Birmingham. Florida. Go to Birmingham, go to, go to Charlotte, Louisiana. go to Texas, dude, go dude, to Oklahoma, go to, Dakota, go to North Dakota. You ain't got to come here. You don't have to come here. here to kick it. You don't have to come here. That's so, a whole other conversation, though, man. We, we, I understand. I understand. I understand. I just had to get that <laughs> off my chest because I felt like, absolutely. you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm behind you with that. I'm behind you 100% with that, man. These folk from New York, man. Yeah, it's, that's a whole other conversation. Though. But look, yeah, playoffs, Hawks. Um, and we're running up against the mark here, man, to end this 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 show, man. But yes, um, I, I feel like the Hawks are gonna try to go ahead, stick the dagger in here for these next two games, man. And it is what it is, man. You know, uh, hopefully that's a lot of motivation for them to do what they need to do here. And like I said, once again, Atlanta's gonna show up and show out. And I feel I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the first game here in Atlanta since what 2017 that we've had playoffs, man. And it's how how ironic it is, Banks, man. Last playoff game I was at, it was with you, uh, Eastern Conference Finals, um, when LeBron and them came into town. I, I don't want to relive that, but we were there. So Friday <laughs> night is going down as we, record, <laughs> as we record this, man. It's going down Friday night, man, with the Hawks, and and, and I'd be happy uh, to see that. And, you know, so before we close out, Banks, man, how strongly do you feel in our game? Because so, the Hawks did what they needed to do, right? Knicks got the number four seed. Obviously, they got home home court. Um, you know, they made it really, really tough this second game. First game, we stole one up there. That's what we needed to do. So how confident are you now moving, coming here for the next two games, man? How confident are you? Man, I'm very confident, dude. Come to the A, bro. You at home. You got your fans behind you. Put their asses out their misery, dude. Make them know that who we are, because they don't believe. We're gonna we gotta make them believe. You know what I'm saying? This 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 ain't this is just the beginning, okay? And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna tell you what, you know, for the way that game ended in game two, it's not gonna happen in game three. Not behind our crowd. I I've I be down. And it's not and, and the thing is, I know Trey Young and he feeds off of stuff like that. Imagine what he's gonna do behind a crowd that's at for him. At that's home, for at him. home. And once again, and I'm saying it, we're gonna show up and we're gonna show out. We're gonna show up and show out, man. Banks, look, man, we're gonna have. So look, before we before we end this, man, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that we need to get into, and we'll talk about here on on later podcast, man. So we we have some questions, and we have some people that have brought some things to our attention. And obviously, we just didn't have enough time to get to them tonight, man. So we'll, we'll definitely put those in the pocket and talk about them later because we didn't get a chance to talk about soccer. I know a, a couple of people uh, talked about us, and they wanted to have 
hear our opinions on, on soccer here in the States and, and relegation. And we just up against the market. We just don't have enough time to talk. Because I want to really dig into it. And I know, Banks, you've been following soccer here for a while. And you understand how relegation works. And a lot of soccer heads want to hear opinions on how it will work here in the United States. So I don't want you to even discuss it. I don't hold it. Keep it. We'll come back at a later date and we'll talk about it. Shout out to, like I said, like I said at the beginning of the show, everybody that's been supporting us and been listening to us, man. And, um... Just giving us positive feedback. So you would definitely so for those of you that are listening and want to hear more us talk about more soccer and talk about how we feel about uh relegation, we're gonna get into that. I promise you. Next episode, we'll start off the show discussing that. It was just a lot of stuff going on here in Atlanta with 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 what we we just had to bring to the table tonight. So, but yeah, we're gonna definitely do that, definitely talk about Atlanta United and what they've been doing uh with Gabriel Heinze over there. And, and with my man Joseph, what he's been doing, we'll definitely do that. Hopefully next week as we do the next podcast, man. But Banks, I appreciate you holding down tonight. Uh, Derrico, once again, he was uh, unable to to be with us because, you know, like I said, he, he got a lot of stuff going on, man. Shout out to him. He doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll be back. He'll be back. Um, you know, always shouting out Jay, man, man. Jay's schedule is crazy right now, man. Um, if you want to check out what Jay's doing, man, you can always check out what he's doing on jjonescomedy.com and also over there on Frown Down, uh, Frown Town. But Banks, man, look, let everybody know, man, how they can catch up with you, man, if they want to, you know, because they, they, we, we want all the smoke from these New York fans. If y'all want to bring us the smoke, man, come on, bring it. I don't give a damn. So Banks, tell them. Well, before I go there with that, um, I want to give a shout out to um, the WNBA Atlanta Dream for uh, winning their game against uh, Chicago Sky. They're now two and two. Um, and a shout out to Atlanta United for um, getting a positive result from Seattle Sounders and that phenomenal win against um, the foot of the Creel. Um at Mercedes Benz. <laughs> so, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, that's we can't go off the we can't go off the air without talking about you know all our all our teams you know and, and you know absolutely you know, absolutely the too as well so um yes you can find me at baby banks eighty on the gram and baby banks eighty on Twitter and Antoine Drell Banks on Facebook. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, like I said, just to echo what what Banks just said, man. Shout out to all the teams in the city, man. Braves. Finally trying to push over the hump, man, get over 500, man. I was at, I was actually able to attend a game here not too long ago where the Braves scored 20 damn runs. Ain't got a bitch. They said it was almost like a football game. 20 runs, man, against the Pirates, man. It was it was awesome. Finally getting back to a point where we can actually see live sports banks. I know you were able to go to a Hawks game right before the playoffs here, man. You know, 2020 was just crazy, especially with us being big sports fans, not able to be able to attend in person, man. It really took a toll on us. But now being able to get back into it, I was able to go to the Atlanta United game that you talked about, Banks, against Montreal, where we were able to get a win, get those three points. Uh was able to go to the Braves game, man. So we getting back into some normalcy here, man. And then shout out to the Dream. Shout out to the Atlanta Dream, man, the women's basketball team doing their thing over there at the Gateway Center, right over here in College Park, which is right down the street from us, man. We on the south side of Atlanta, and um, they they playing on the south side over there, man. So shout out, shout out to them. Uh, if you want to get at the show, man, you can always hit us up on Twitter. That's the Leo G Show, the number one. The Leo G Show, the number one on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook, the Leo G Show. 
Uh, also, get up with me if you want to. Because, like I said, I want all the smoke from New York fans. I want all the smoke. Bring it to me. Listen, uh, at Southern Set. Look, we don't, we don't play games here, bro. Look. We don't. We don't we play don't. no games, bro. This is the, we, we, we grown don't. ass men, okay? You yeah. come at me sideways if you want to. I mean, we 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 are we are passionate. All that all that spitting, all that other BS y'all talking about. We we're passionate fans. We're knowledgeable fans, and we're here for you know for as many people as always say. Well, man, man ain't got no real fans. They ain't got no passion fans. It's a transplant city. Don't nobody follow the teams that no. We do. We follow the teams here. We've been here for a long time, man. We've been here for a long time, and we and like I said, I shouted out you know Atlanta uh, Municipal Auditorium. You know what I'm saying? We got family, friends that 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 did that. You know, Omni, Omni shout out, look, Banks got the shirt, the Omni shirt. So we've been here for, for a long time. Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. You know what I'm saying? We've been here. We're passionate fans. We stand behind our teams, and we got a lot of uh, um, people that, that ride with us, man. So it's been another edition of the Leo G Show, Banks. I appreciate you holding it down uh, for this show, and we're going to come back to you guys next week, and hopefully we'll have a lot of positive stuff to talk about, man. And we're going to be out. Peace out.